though it's a U and G, and G's hardly ever here. Now it's just gonna be the U podcast. Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um, and we're live. Yeah. Uh, welcome to another episode of the UNG podcast. Um, yeah, like I just said a minute ago, Gump is not gonna be here. He is stuck at work because he has a boring job. Anyway, so my host today is fellow local comedian, Caitlin Hassan-Massa Lego. Caitlin Hassan-R, yeah. Hassan, Hassan Hauer? Hassan-R. Hassan-R. Yeah. It's I like Hassan, you have an, an R. Yeah, my name ends with an R, it has an R. You know, it really looks like Hassan-Noir. Hasnoir. You know, like a. It sounds like if I made like a really cheap champagne. Yeah, that's what I say, like Pignon Pignon Noir or whatever. Pignon? Hassan-Noir. That's why I was like, kind of sounds kind of bougie. Uh, like, do you remember those old shows where uh, they used to be like uh, that real British uh, proper uh, accent? Where the guy was like, oh, in the in this in this area, the lifestyle was like lifestyle was rich and famous or something like that. Isn't that a like a good Charlotte song? I don't know. Pretty sure that is. Good Charlotte. Why would I know anything about Good Charlotte? They suck. I'm sorry, if you were like an emo kid back in the early 2000s, you knew Coach Charlotte. It's fine. No, no, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I'm not gotcha. I'm not hurting you now. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I when I have more women <laughs> than men on the podcast. I get outnumbered quickly. Oh, yeah, that's our agenda, totally. <laughs> we can corner all the men one by one. We will bring them back down to size. Yeah. But, well, I mean, sometimes we need it. <laughs> But yeah, no, everyone fucks up my name, and it's, like, the most annoying thing about doing comedy mm-hmm. is, like, going to a new open mic and having to find the host and be like, hey, just so you're not nervous, Yeah. this is how you say my name. Why don't you just put, has an and R. R? Because even when I, like, put that, or, like, I tell them that, I'm like, it's super easy, just say it like this, it's, like, that throws them off even more, because they'll look at the spelling again and back to what I wrote. And then they come up with, like, in their own mind, like, a medium between that. Mm-hmm. And then I get, like, has an hour a lot. And it's, like... I mean, has an hour is not far off. It's not, and I'll accept it. I don't hour. usually try to correct them on stage. I'm just like, cool, that's me. Let's go with it. So... Yeah. I just... I don't know. That's why I kind of shortened my name up. That's why I just go with Rudy Ramsey. Yeah. This is easier. I mean, I've thought about just going by Caitlin. Like Caitlin the comedian or Caitlin H, something like that. Yeah. But. Nah, you just go like something way off, like Hasselhoff. No, because I got made fun of in middle school so bad about that. It was what, like, what's wrong with being a Hasselhoff? Have you though? seen Hasselhoff's music video? Yes, like, I have. <laughs> but he no was, one aspires he is, to be. He that is now. so popular in you know outside of America. But oh, I mean, in what Germany or something? Like, yeah, they love him. I mean, he 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 is a big thing in like the UK area and whatnot. He's when I get some jokes thing. down for like German audiences, then yeah, I'll go by Caitlin Hasselhoff, <laughs> and I will just blow up in Germany. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Do that. Even like, though I flunked fuck out. Fuck America. <laughs> I'm gonna go do comedy everywhere else. <laughs> right. It's like couldn't make it in the biggest comedy scene in the world, but let's go to Germany. I I know that comedians go to places like that, but it's like to me it's like um how do you make them laugh? What makes them laugh? Because I mean they're so like, well, like against showing any positive emotions. <laughs> it, it seems like a lot of times people just go to other places and still make fun of like American politics. It's like that's what we can all agree about. America's yeah. fucked up. 
and then you come from America and you're like, you guys, first hand experience, America's fucked up. And they love it, they just eat it up really quick, so. I guess, I'm not sure. Maybe one day we'll get on that level. Yeah, or they're just making fun of you if you try to be one of those comedians that, like, learns the language so that you can do comedy in that language. Mm -hmm. And then they're just, like, laughing because they're like, they have no idea what they're saying right now. Like, they're pronouncing everything wrong. All of their sentences don't make sense. But you think you're killing it up there. You're just like, I knew that joke would work in German. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because, like, I'll hear other comedians talk about they do shows over there. And they'll have, like, their openers will be, like, local guys. And they're just, mm -hmm. like, killing it. And then they go on there. And, yeah, they do really good, too, because, you know, who they are. But yeah. it's just, like, this guy, we just... They talk with their funny accents. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, anyway, so um, Caitlin, what is up? Sorry, I'm a little drained. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, like I was saying, I, I went parties last night, guys, and I I had a great time. I probably slept like three or four hours all together. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little off today, but it's all right. It's my own fault. I knew what I had to do today, and I didn't get to go to the Pride Parade like I wanted to. There's a Pride Parade? Yeah, I was in Dallas. Oh, man. I missed that. I thought it was closer to Halloween, usually. I really don't know when it is. Oh, well. But I just know because my friends will tell me about it. And mm -hmm. I had a friend who was selling Jello shots over there. She's trying to get, like, a Jello shot business going on. Just Jello shots? Yeah, but she makes, like, super fancy Jello shots. Yeah, like pineapple upside down cake kind of stuff going on. Have you never had a pineapple upside down cake jello shot? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not that big on the jello shot scene, so I'm pretty sure other people have heard about it. It's a pretty cool scene. You should get, get up to date with it. The jello shot, yeah. yeah. The jello shot scene, man. It's blown up here in Texas, guys. I honestly. You heard it here first. <laughs> right. Jello shot sales go through the roof. They sell them at, um, where is it? Strip bars? No. It, it's a, like it's a chain restaurant. Me and my boyfriend went. Uh, like Chili's. Chili's has jello shots. And they come they in. Yeah. They come in like the little plastic cup and top yeah, and everything. Yeah. They bring it to your table. They're like a buck each. But I'm like, why am I ordering jello shots at a Chili's? Like, I feel like I'm in someone's like living room right now while their parents are out of town. Yeah, like a little high school party. Jello shots. And all the girls go, yeah. I, know that's one, I noticed that one thing though. If you, t you can go up to a group of girls with jello shots. They'll be like, hell yeah, next you know, you're like, yeah, you know, talking to one of them. The last time I did, like, jello shots with a group of people, though, mm -hmm. like, it was a dude who came up and he was like, jello shots, and we're all like, yeah, and we start doing them, but then I see him watching all of us individually to see how we got the jello shot out of it, because there's two ways to do it. You either do the scoop with your finger uh -huh. and then pop it in, or some girls do the tongue and then they loosen it with their tongue kind of thing. Yeah, and then for the rest of the night, he was going up to the one girl who did that with just, like, more jello shots for her. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good observation for that guy. Uh, right, like, he, he, but we used to joke around about stuff like that, too. I mean, yeah. But, okay, here's the thing with her jello shots, which are cool. She made, okay, she made rainbow jello shots for the Pride Parade. Mm -hmm. But the way she makes it, she kind of coats the cup before so that um, it's easier, it slides out. But she has a trick, which I don't know. I didn't do the jello shot last time. Uh, my brother did, and he fucked it up because he's a dumbass. But my... <laughs> she, did it, she did it perfectly. Well, I mean, he was here regardless. It's his fault for not being here. What, what she did, like, she turned it upside down and... Pinched it? 
did something and it got stuck to the lid. And when she took the cup off, it was just all on the lid. Mm-hmm. And she just ate it like that. It's really cool. Um, and then because it's a rainbow, it kind of has layers. Yeah. So she could like eat half of it and then eat the other half. You need to have these the whole thing at one time. Oh, like the layers kind of peeled off? It kind of, yeah, it kind of just like, because huh. you know, it's a different color. So it's, um, so she was selling those at Pride. She made 700 and she sold them off. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I was shitting on Chili's having Jello shots, but me and my boyfriend ordered the Jello shots, so <laughs> it's not well, a we ordered business them, to be like, into. I mean, yeah, I guess like if they have it, you're gonna be like, yeah, let me go ahead and order it. Why not? But right. they're like five dollars at the strip bars. Way too expensive. And they're like a little test tubes type oh, of yeah. little plastic test tube. This one's hard to smoke. I've never actually ordered alcohol at a strip club we've always gone to byob strip clubs well yeah because those are the best ones well yeah full nude yeah and then the first time we went we had like a handle of crown and we went in there and then like a whole bunch of girls came up to us and uh, we're all talking and i was like oh these girls are so nice so popular and then once the handle was gone they all disappeared and i was like oh they didn't actually (laughs) like us they wanted our our crown yeah that's like a big thing if you go to the strip bar you have to take the right alcohol to get their attention kind of a little bit. Yeah. You can't walk in there with like a handle of Mohawk uh, vodka and be like, yeah, ladies. <laughs> a little let's bit go. of Schmetka vodka. <laughs> no, they don't want none of that cheap shit. Um, but, you know, whatever. Shit happens. I, um, I haven't been to strip bar in so long, surprisingly. Yeah. But maybe one day I'll go back. Who knows? You should um, try to get on the um, Lap and Ash show that they do at uh, Stilettos. I was t- I was told to do that one time. The one time I was gonna do it, mm-hmm. the guy canceled for some reason. Yeah. And then I haven't seen the guy since. I forget his name. We'll figure it out later. I know I, I know uh, I know M dot White works a lot with him, mm-hmm. and I think Danny J does too. Yeah, I mean, I'm terrible with names. I've done two shows there. I should really know. Yeah, you don't even know my name. Yeah, Oscar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't bring your roadie with you, uh, Anthony. Oh, An- I love Anthony, though. Um, I don't know if I would have just, like, randomly invited him to, like, a podcast, because he's not the most talkative fellow most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he would just be the guy in the background with the head nod. Just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But yeah, he gets on stage and he tells funny jokes. Oh yeah, he does. He and he's really honing that whole awkward style of comedy, but he's really good at it. So yeah. he's just. I mean, if you, he's being himself. So. <laughs> yeah, and, but like it, it works. Even it if works. you're being yourself on stage, mm-hmm. like you still have to learn how to be yourself on stage rather than just like how you are off stage kind of thing. But yeah. uh, now he's he's a funny little. He is. He's cool. I've probably heard him say like three things off stage. Yeah. Probably. I mean, once uh, once you kind of warm up to him, like, he's still not that talkative. Like, on the car rides anywhere for open mics, I'm the one talking a whole bunch. 
and then he'll say like he'll literally just give me topics he'll be like hey have you seen this movie and i'll be like yeah that movie and he'll be like all right you're done talking have you seen this show and he's just like he's just like i know what she's gonna talk about so i don't have to talk so you just say whatever you until you're done and then you'll be like bring up the next topic what about this yeah what's your opinion on juices don't get me started about the juice but nah, he, him and Carrie are like, uh, we're the three that drive around everywhere. So Carrie, cool trip. Mm-hmm. Carrie, I need to have Carrie on. Oh my god, Carrie he, talks. Yeah. He talks about the strangest things. And he's so pa- anything he's somewhat interested in, he's so passionate about it. And he will have ten stories to tell you about everything. It's great. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I want to have him on. I was gonna have him on too, but he was like, oh, well, I, you know, how we could find a ride over here. I was just like, uh, I don't know. Whatever works for you, just get over here somehow. <laughs> yeah, see, that that one would have been uh, an easy one if you wanted to have, like, an extra guest with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime Carrie needs a ride somewhere, usually, or I try to be the one that drives him places okay, if well, he needs it. Next time, uh, when I try to have him on, maybe mm-hmm. you want to come with him? Yeah. And then we'll do one again. Uh, like, I don't mind having you on right away. It doesn't matter to me, but... Oh, yeah. You haven't already been turned off by this conversation. Just like note to self, never yeah, bring Caitlin on again. No, no. Not by herself, by these guys. Oh yeah, she's putting me to sleep. Gone dil, gone the What? I tried to say something and it wasn't coming out, so I was like, dildo. it almost came out as dildo, and I was just like, don't say that, bring it back. <laughs> like just stop, just stop. And I couldn't. I was just gone, like, I thought you were gonna say like gone did Leon. That would have been better, but gone did did do. I do the thing if I mess up talking, like I try to reset what I'm saying by like making weird robot noises, like boop boop boop, and I'm just like, don't do that. It's so weird to everyone else. You do that? Yeah. I've never heard you do that before. I mean, I try not to. I think to. I might have actually. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, have you had any cool shows lately? Like any big ones? Um, the last show I did. Uh, I do like convenient comedy over in Denton. Mm-hmm. I did the six piece comedy deal that uh, Wes Corwin hosts. Um, and then this coming Saturday, I'm going to do the showcase, the Butch Lord showcase in Dallas. Oh. Or not Saturday, Sunday? Not yet. Are tickets still available to that one? Oh, it's on Sunday. I don't know if I can go. Yeah. I can't go. I have a Cortez coming on, actually. Okay, yeah. Which, I hope he's not on there because he told me he was going to be able to do it. Cortez. Um, I don't think so. I have the flyer with everyone's names on it. We can look at it afterwards just to make sure he doesn't double book himself. Yeah, I I mean, if it happens, I'll just find somebody else, but I'd like to know ahead of time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's the next show I've got coming up, and then hopefully get on some festivals. Have you been on those before, The Bush Lord? No, this is my first uh, first time actually doing a show at a comedy club, so I'm super excited. I did the one here at Hyena Mm-hmm. That was super fun. Right. Every the, every joke I said got a pretty good laugh out of it. Yeah. And the little side comments. I always make little side comments. Yeah. And even those got a little bit of a laugh here and there. Mm-hmm. It's so different because like the first nine months of me doing comedy, it was like all bars and like going to the clubs every once in a while for the open mics kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then that first, uh, I got put on the Plano Comedy Festival. I did that one. I was just like every single joke landed every single thing i said like everyone was like listening to me and i was like oh this is what comedy is all about it's It's so fun it's so different too yeah open mics are so rough oh they're brutal but it's like 
it's really rewarding when you go to that open mic that like you know I'm probably not gonna do that well at but then like once you go up there and you have like a killer set like your jokes go really well and all that fun stuff and you leave there and you're just like I'm a motherfucking badass like <laughs> and then you go to the very next like mic that same night and you just bomb and you're just like back yeah, down there yeah you can use the exact same <laughs> thing the exact same verbatim set that you used before mm-hmm. and you'll get nothing well it's because like it's never at least from what i've noticed like even if i'm doing the same jokes uh it's like maybe the same wording but like my timing or my delivery or just like the inflection i put on one word mm-hmm. is always different uh, so that's how it always changes i've got one joke where i talk about wanting an easy bake oven for christmas and like my tagline is just like so I can make many pizzas, Da-da. and I would say it really plain like that. And then a few weeks ago, I was just like fucking around on stage, and I was like, so I can make many pizzas, and it like killed the crowd. And I was just like, really, just saying pizzas a different way, really. Many pizzas. Many pizzas, <laughs> yeah. And everyone was just like, yeah, many pizzas, and I was like, cool. we love them, yeah. Right? <laughs> Little baked bites here and there. Um. Yeah. So it's it's, but it, I mean, I'm sure you do great, and I wish I could come see you, but I can't. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll have more shows after this one. But yeah, well, I mean, I like I did last Butch, Butch's last one in Florida, mm-hmm. like I said, and he he I mean, he liked it. He said, "You know, have me on." Uh, okay. Which reminds me, did you get the email sent you of my video? Yeah, I saw it. I okay. had to go through and uh, edit everything. So. Okay. Well, I me. Mean, well, I just wanna. Sorry, I just want. I'll just make sure that you got it. So, um, I kind of. Remember sending it to you, but I don't. I was gonna put it on the YouTube side, uh, the UNG podcast. Uh, you post your sets. I'm gonna post this one. It's my first okay. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told to. I told you mm-hmm. that I need to get Instagram and post it on my Instagram. Yeah. I don't have an Instagram yet. I just now bought the domain for it for my for the podcast name. Yeah. Um, so now I just need help building the website. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'm gonna start having a. I'm gonna do like a Patreon, and like uh, people who want to subscribe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not really. I don't know how I'm gonna set it up yet, but I'm gonna be like I'm gonna make like shirts, and people give away shirts for people who want to donate like a little bit of money okay. or whatever, cause to get to help with uh, better equipment. Yeah. Um, cause uh, not to say Addy's stuff isn't great. Addy's stuff is really great, but <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we need to. Uh, eventually move on into a bigger space which I eventually want to do this in the living room yeah um, with uh, just with me you know more stuff yeah you always progressing with it like evolving yeah and then maybe the one day I'll have like an actual little studio spot you know where I can actually I can actually film porn too yeah back to that whole what are we doing here yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dream job is to be a porn producer it, that seems like the worst job, though. Like, I'm you, not acting. I'm just producing. Well, say, still, like, hey. you've got to like make sure you've got the right like stars and stuff like that. And like, you're all like you I literally mean, you're as a producer of any kind of porn. <laughs> your number one job is to make sure you don't have to do it yourself. But if the dude doesn't like get hard or isn't staying hard, mm-hmm. that is your number one focus that day. We're like, we got to get this man hard. And like, that's what yeah. you're going to be doing. Come on. That just seems like a terrible job to me. Okay. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That aside, nobody sees more dicks than the guy who does your drug test at a probation office. That dude sees so many dicks. Wait, do they actually watch you? Yeah. Oh, 
I've never been on probation, so I don't know. Uh, like, you just have to sit there and watch someone pee? Well, yeah, because they got to make sure that you don't try to cheat out of your UA. That's so weird. Like, yeah, I had a lot of friends tell me that. I work with a lot of friends. Hello. Uh, <laughs> she's one of them. Yeah. No. No. no it's a, my my regular job. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a warehouse job, so you can, you know, and a lot of the guys are temps. Yeah. So you know they've had previous records and whatnot, and it's not that big of a job, so they'll give it to any moron that can pick up stuff and throw it in a case. It's just kind of bullshit with the whole like, if you're if you're a felon or if you've been convicted of a crime and shit like that, you yeah. basically after you get out of jail after you've served your time. You know you're going to have to be working some of the shittiest jobs for the rest of your life. Yeah. And it's... Unless you, like, become an entrepreneur about something, but... Yeah. How many how many great ideas can there be nowadays? How many, what's left? How well, many great ideas are left? It's not that you have to, like, come up with your own great idea. Like, it could be an idea that's already out there, and you take it, and you make it better kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, honestly, how many people does that work for in... I don't know. Yeah. Not very one many. in, like, two million? Yeah, so... But... I'm... I'm not for the whole like if you've got a record they won't. What I don't it. like is that they don't let you. Uh, they don't let you vote. That's that's the biggest. Uh, like I believe in that whole like the only reason that's a thing is because of like racial issues, and it's like because we do jail more like black men on average than anyone else, and so then once they get out, it's like and then we strip you of your voice in this country, which is yeah. only voting, and so. It's a way of keeping them from being any kind of cause of change because it's like, oh, you got caught with weed. Now we're going to say you're a felon and now you can't vote. Like, there you go. Yeah. And then now, now you can't be like, oh, we, I can't say that I want a better school district or better thing for my area. Yeah. It's it, it's always the stupidest shit. It's like drug charges or things of that like nature. But then if you look on the other side of the spectrum, probably the worst side of the spectrum, it's like... Uh, like people that are on what is it called not the sex list that's not <laughs> the sex sexual list? predators and stuff like that oh like, sex offenders yeah sex offenders that's what it is not yeah. the sex list um but it's like they kind of they don't get shit like most like most people who can get convicted of sexual crimes uh only spend maybe a couple months in jail yeah and then they're off scot-free and they get to oh you've got to put your name on a list and it's like how, how often do you check the list of people living around here that are sex offenders yeah yeah so it's like nothing really happens to them they can't work at a school which thank god but we can do so much more to teach <laughs> hey some of those kids can be taught a lot by not oh no <laughs> 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 Your screen goes black. This Look, podcast is all shut they do, down. <laughs> no, what they did—they just turned to Catholicism, and there we go. That fixes everything. No, no, well, no, no. The Catholic Church doesn't help. No, I mean the Catholic Church is probably the worst <laughs> part of it. Let's let's keep the children out of it. <laughs> I say, yeah, I say you shouldn't be able to be Catholic till you're 22. <laughs> so you're not cute anymore. <laughs> oh, a lot of guys get out of there quick. Oh. But We're just joking, guys. These are jokes. Definitely. Catholics are great people. I mean... Jews, on the other hand. No, they're great people, too. There's always bad and good people in every single group you look at. Let's go. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull the Trump side of it. There's good people on both sides. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he said there's bad people on both sides. 
Did they say bad? Yeah, he's I thought like, you said there was like No, no, there are there there I don't know, yeah, they're they're bad people on both sides. Oh, either way Both sides. Yeah, both sides. <laughs> there's the cream of the crop and then there's the shitty ones that we don't want to talk about, right? Yes. The ones that don't ever get fertilized. But <clears throat> I feel like it's like a trickle down too though, like what you were saying a minute ago. Where like, okay, you do have uh, these people who got jailed and taken their rights taken away because they get fed in for drug charges or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they 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 start you know procreating and they have kids and they're like, well, who cares about voting? Doesn't even do anything because they was taken away from them, and then they end up having children and they teach them their beliefs of mm-hmm. saying, you know, none of that does anything anyway. So then you just get more and more people not caring about voting. Well, yeah, and like because uh, my parents were never convicted of anything, they still have their rights to vote. But neither my mom or my dad have ever voted in any kind of election whatsoever. And uh, my mom says, like, because it's not going to cause any change. It's never going to help anything. Why, is, why isn't that taught more in school? Like, why don't they right, discuss like, we, that? It's They talk about it slowly, but do you really remember anything being taught about how it, it works? They told, like, basically they boil it down to, like, you get the right to vote when you turn 18. They make you go to gym class more than they do about politics. And, like... <laughs> I feel like when they have those mock elections in, uh, in your schools, like when there's a presidential election, yeah. everyone votes, and then they see which which president like gets voted for at that school kind of thing. They're so stupid. They're so stupid, but at the same time, if they're going to keep doing those, the way they should do it is where at the beginning of the school year, when you're uh, like signing up for classes or like your first day of class, you should have to register to vote. Mm-hmm. And so then you, like, have to sign a card, send it in, and then you get your, like, the thing they send you in the mail when you actually register to vote. They should give that to you in class one day, and then you've got to hold on to it. And then the day of uh, voting, you should have to bring your, like, school ID and your voter card yeah. and, like, teach you how to find where you need to go vote because you're an eighth grader. It's like eighth graders are going to vote here. Teach you how to find out how to do all this stuff in your school so then by the time you're 18... It's like when I turned 18 and I wanted to vote, I was like, what do I do? Where do I go? How does this work? I knew I registered to vote at the DMV, yeah. but, like, where was my voting station? Like, when when could I go? What did I need to bring with me? I didn't know any of that shit. And my parents were much help because they didn't vote in anything. But I asked my government teacher at school, and he was just like, and eh, just call ahead of time, they'll tell you. And I'm like, you're my government teacher. Like, tell me what the fuck to do. And me and him never got along, though, because we were on opposite sides of the <laughs> yeah, aisle. Yeah, so. I feel like government teachers just, like, lost their soul to, to care anymore. Like, uh, I grew up in Texas, and, like, at my school, our government, all of our history and government, all those teachers were also coaches. So they were only doing it so they could coach at that school. They yeah. didn't give two fucks about their subject. Isn't that, are all schools like that? Because I remember my, my, uh, <laughs> my math teacher was also the basketball coach. It kind of seems like the teachers are the less... I mean, that, for... Well, not less, but I would just say they don't... I don't know, they just don't really care about what they're teaching. As long as they get to the sport aspect. Yeah, and that's... Uh, for the school district I was in, it was mostly, like, the history department were mostly coaches. There was, like, two history teachers out of all of them that weren't coaches. And then I had, like, one math teacher that was also a coach. But it was mostly, like, the history department. It was like, what do kids need to learn? But at the same time, if they don't actually learn it... It's not that big of a deal. History. Let's put all the coaches in history. So, <laughs> and it's like history is actually important, but we don't put too much weight on it, and so schools don't really care about it, and most people 
honestly, once they get out of school, they're like, I hate history. And it's like, why? It, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting, though. I mean, I think history is one of those things that you don't appreciate till you, like, get later in life, and you're just like, I don't know, you're just like, uh, what am I doing with my life? And then you're like... Let's see what other people did with their life. Other, yeah, let's put, <laughs> let's put the... You know, Netflix has really put uh, history documentaries. has mm-hmm. like, put a, like, a... Like, kind of put them out there more. People are, like, watching more history uh documentaries because mm-hmm. of, of Netflix. The weirdest thing that kind of got me, uh, I was always into history in like high school and stuff, but it was because uh, I was that weird kid that was always really into true crime and stuff. What? You? What? what? No. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't surprise anyone when I say that. But uh, I was really into true crime and there were some crimes that I would like be looking into or watching and it's like because of the social climate in America, this is why this happened kind of thing. And I was like, what was the social climate in America then? Like, why was this happening? Like, uh, what's his name? Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if you just look at what he did just by itself, it kind of doesn't make sense. But once you get into the history of what was going on around him in America when he started going fucking batshit crazy and collecting all these people, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. It's like there's a huge change going on in that time. And he kind of latched onto it, and he's like, "I want to change it this way. Let's go murder some people." <laughs> and what was it? Was he like, "What was? What, what do you mean? What was like the environment? Was it because of like, uh, uh, where they started idealizing celebrities more?" Yeah, it was like it's, uh, like, it's like a pop culture type of thing, wasn't it? It kind of was. Uh, he kind of saw that like people in pop culture were changing America for like evil kind of thing. When you read some of the stuff about him. Kind of like the Kardashians did. I'm pretty sure if Charles Manson happened today, he'd be going after Kardashians. Like, oh my god, there's. It's I mean, not not to go off topic and say that they're horrible people. They're really smart at what they did. And but man, did they freaking change the way girls from like ages twelve to like sixteen think? Really? Yeah. You think so? Okay. I think that and like, also I also saw it with the. Uh, um, uh, 16 and pregnant girls see, started idealizing getting pregnant no I see I feel differently about that because if you look at statistics about 16 and pregnant when the show is being aired like uh, the first time it's aired of a new episode in like population groups of teenagers that were watching it if you looked into like their google searches and stuff like that they were looking up more things about uh, sex ed because they're not learning it at school so it's like Okay, this chick who is fighting with her baby daddy every day has to deal with a one-year-old now by herself. Like, how did she get there? And I don't want to live this life kind of thing. Because no one on 16 and Pregnant or Teen Mom or any of that stuff you watch now, 90% of people probably do not want to be like them. Because they show majority of the worst aspects of their lives of being a mom. So you look at their Google searches of people watching these shows... And they're looking up, uh, how do you get pregnant? Like, how to stop getting pregnant? Uh, what birth control is the most effective? When do condoms not work? Things like that. So I believe that show is fucking brain-rotting and stupid, but at the same time, <laughs> the audience that it caters to, teenagers, mm-hmm. they'll actually take what they're watching and they'll ask questions about it. And they're not going to ask their parents and stuff like that, so they go to Google and, like, look up shit that way. And it's, uh, like, teen pregnancy... I don't know whether or not it's going up or down. The last thing I read, it said it was going down. 
in some areas of the country, and they did that comparatively to uh, like viewership of that show, mm-hmm. and it's like that show was highly viewed, and teen pregnancy has gone down. Now, okay, now was this women that were doing the googling or guys? Because if if I was a guy and I was watching, I'd be like, hell no, I'm not getting anybody. It could have been both. I mean, guys, like fuck that. Yeah, like how do you get a girl pregnant? Like, because a lot of dudes don't know. Like, there's a lot of myths around sex and stuff that. Like, when you're in high school, I remember a girl coming up to me asking me, like, she's like, does the jumping jacks thing actually work? Oh and I was so like, stupid. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, if you do jumping jacks after you have sex, the sperm will just fall out of you. <laughs> and I was just like, no, that's not how it works at all. And her face got so white. I was like, bitch, like, you just did jumping jacks after having sex, and now you think you're pregnant. Like, it's, but no one in school teaches you that, like, these things are stupid, like, yeah, um, they don't teach that no more, huh? I mean, you, uh, when I was in high school and, like, middle school and stuff, we had one day a year that you would have, to, like, they'd send home a permission slip, you'd get it signed by your parents, come back, and they'd gather all the girls and all the guys yeah. and separate them, and one day for, like, two hours, maybe at the most, they would sit there and they would tell you, if you have sex, you will get pregnant or you will get an STD. Here's a bunch of pictures of STDs. There you go. Have fun. Yeah, that's kind of what they did with me, too. Mm-hmm. But for us, they told us, use a condom. They The lady even put up, she took out a condom. I remember this. She took out a condom, and she was telling us, like, no matter how big you think you are, she put it on her hand, and like, and, but in a tour. And she was like, that's okay, but, you know, my hand's huge. And she opened it up, and I have nails. But she showed us that a condom you know, how to use one, and, yeah. and, but it's the safest thing you can do to stop pregnancy. But see, at the same right. time, though, like, they never showed me, like, in any of the sex ed classes, like, the three I probably had throughout school, they never showed the girls how to put on a condom or, like, what to do with a condom, yeah. and I think that's really fucking dumb because, like, from my experience, a lot of dudes will try to talk you out of using a condom and like I had one guy at one time he was just like well if you want to use a condom how about you put it on and I was just like trampoline like I was like how do you put this thing on and I was like stretching it out trampoline. I was like, like <laughs> you're supposed to do it you use your mouth don't you know you're like, yeah I, was, I think that's what he expected he was like ooh sexy like she's gonna put it on that way and I'm just like, like stretching it out like a rubber band I was like pop on the dick there you go <laughs> yeah no if I if, if, if you know when I put on the condom, I'm going to do it. I don't want a girl putting on the condom. It's, it's easier. I even struggle with putting on the condom. You know, it's They're not, weird. It's They're... not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And then your hands are all slippery, and then, and then it smells like plastic, and you start losing your boner. Uh. It, <laughs> at the same time, though, like, honestly, if you're a dude, like, just... Just practice. Like, how, how expensive are condoms? You can go to Plant They're Parenthood. Expensive. At Plant Parenthood, though, you can go and you can get a box of 300 condoms, and it's like 20 bucks. What? Yeah. Why don't they advertise that? Because everyone hates Plant Parenthood. Because, yeah, I don't know. But most Plant Parenthoods <laughs> don't do that, though. The oh, one in yeah. Denton doesn't perform abortions at all. Oh, that's one that we're not just joking. So it's abortions. There you go. Um, <laughs> no abortions. Sorry if I made anyone uncomfortable. Can we use abortions. But we can use abortions. <laughs> uh, but it's like con- condoms, like at the store, yeah, they can be expensive, but you can get them other places and like yeah. just just practice every once in a while. Or like if you're going to have sex with someone, you should be comfortable enough with them to like 
while you're trying to like struggle to put on the condom like have her doing something else like or just something to keep both of y'all aroused so it's not that awkward you're just staring at her and you're like I'll get this in a minute <laughs> and it's like I usually be like can you need the room for a minute <laughs> <laughs> you make her stand outside fully naked your, your roommates are just like y'all are having sex got it <laughs> ready <laughs> <laughs> you have a little belt <laughs> Uh, but how do we even get into this topic? I don't know, teen but pregnancy. We're, yeah, teen yeah. pregnancies and whatnot. Which it is down, by the way. I looked it up. It's um, out of every a thousand adolescent females, it's twenty. Twenty kids are getting pregnant. So okay. it is down. That's good. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, but before that, we were talking about Kardashians and Manson. And Manson. And Manson yeah. Oh wow, we've really jumped <laughs> around. Jumped <laughs> around, but it, I mean. <clears throat> yeah. It. I don't know. I don't feel like the, like I watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians every once in a while, yeah. and I guess I didn't really get into them until I was like older teen, and I see that everyone hates them, but at the same time it's like, it's just a group of females, like famous females doing whatever they want. If you don't like them, don't look at them, and if you do, you're not rich like them, so don't try to act like no, them. No, no. So... I should be nice on camera. It's gonna annoy the fuck out of people. Yeah. But I'm out of water, so fuck them. You can get off water. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. Ah, cold teeth. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna let you finish up. Yeah, I need to stop doing that. I, 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 I need some water. No, no, I'm fine. So, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um. So yeah, we, we kind of got sidetracked. So yeah, um, comedy. Comedy. How long have you been doing it for? Um, I've been doing it uh, for a little over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's like a year and six months at this point. It's fun, huh? Oh, I love comedy. It's fun. It's so much fun. I plan on doing it forever. I'm gonna yeah. do this podcast forever too. Even if I run out of guests and my brother Dips kills off. himself or something. No, he's not gonna do that. Just, <laughs> Gets out. So we should we put we're gonna put your brother on suicide watch. If Addie if Addie case. gets married and moves out of the out of the house, there's always I'll figure out a way. There's to always it. a way. It's fine. <laughs> but I'd yeah. always uh, I never thought about doing stand up. Yeah, uh, like, did I? Growing up and things like that, I was always into stand up comedy and like watching it. But uh, after I had my son, that's when I was like, I've got to find something that is just for me, like that I, I do solely for myself and it's not me being a mom and yeah. I found comedy and it's been definitely uh, a fun ride. How's your boyfriend like it? Um, he doesn't really. <laughs> that facial expression. Yeah. Is so <laughs> um, it's weird because uh, when we got together and me and him met at work and I happened to be working with my brother at a serving job and uh, my boyfriend or then soon to be boyfriend started working there and the three of us got along really well him and my brother started rapping together because my boyfriend had been rapping since he was like 16 mm-hmm. and my brother had been doing it for a while too so they started uh talking about doing albums together and things like that and then me and mike my boyfriend started getting along and then we started dating um in about a year and a half into our relationship that's when i decided i was like i'm gonna do comedy and when I told him, I'm going to do comedy, I'm going to go to my first open mic, he was like, but babe, you're not funny. And I was just like, 
well, thanks, babe. <laughs> like, you're so supportive. Um, and then I didn't open mic. He came and saw me, and he was like, okay, like, you didn't get up there and choke. Like, you were pretty funny. Like, good job kind of thing. And then I kept going to open mics every single week, multiple in one week. And he's like, oh, shit, you're actually taking this seriously. And I was like, yeah, what did you think I was going to do? And he's like, I thought this was, like, a little hobby that you're going to do once a week just to, like, go out kind of thing. I was like, no, I really want to do it. I want to go do comedy, have fun. And uh, we've talked about it a lot because he just doesn't understand it. He'll come to some of my shows and he's like, you're literally in a bar and no one cares about what you're talking about. But I find that kind of like, I don't know if hypocritical is the right word to say because, okay, he, like you said, he's a a rapper. Mm -hmm. But in a way, you could be like, Let's just say, like, if he started rap being, when he wanted to be a rapper, you and you'd be like, you, I don't oh, know. Okay, here's what I'm trying to say. I would feel like he would understand more because he wants to do something that you don't know whether or not it's gonna land or not because you have to put in work to do it. Yeah. To be a good rapper, you have to put in work. Well, to be a good comedian, you have to put in put work. work. <clears throat> yeah, I, the thing that I uh, kind of understand about though with him and me is that when I met him. I knew that, like, he did that. He did, uh, like, he rapped and, like, did shows and stuff like that. And my brother started doing it together. And uh, so our relationship started with him already, like, a couple years into the rap game. And then we started dating. I started doing comedy in the middle of our relationship. And it was something, like, that I'd never mentioned to him before. I'd never said anything about. And so it was something that he had to get used to of, like, I was dating, like... I kind of see it as, like, he was dating a girl who he thought was going to be like that, uh, go to all of his shows, like, sell his merch for him, kind of, like, be really supportive of his rap career and be that person behind him, which I am, and, like, when I go and do his shows, or, like, go to his shows, I never try to, like, promote my comedy while we're at his shows, um, but he never knew that he was going to have to be that person as well. He didn't know that he was going to have to be the supportive boyfriend going with his girlfriend to shows and, like, hyping up her comedy career kind of thing. Yeah. So it was, like, a uh, a dynamic change. For him. Yeah. And so I understand that. And then when we've talked about it, because, like, we've gotten into arguments about how I don't think he's supportive of my comedy, and he is like, I don't understand it at all. Like, I don't understand why you felt like you needed to do it. It felt like you were unhappy, so you found something else that was going to make you happy. And it's like being in a relationship with you and then you're not happy so you have to find something that makes you happy made him like, he didn't say this, but it made him feel self-conscious. Yeah. That he wasn't doing No, he's a guy. He's not going to tell you his actual emotions. Well, yeah. It's like, I'm I'm translating for him. Um, (laughs) But, so I understood that. And then one time when uh, we were talking about me doing a show, he came to the show. I did really well. I got off stage. I was super hyped. I was like, don't you see, like how good I did, like, the whole crowd loved me, blah, 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 and he was like, yeah, that's good, and I was just like, did you not like it, and he was just like, I just don't get your, like, comedy, like, I'm not into it, and I was just like, he doesn't have to get it, though, yeah, he doesn't have to, but I was like, you don't like my comedy, like, you don't think I'm funny still, none of my family thinks I'm funny, none of them, Mm -hmm. none of them support me whatsoever, Uh, I mean, my brother, he kind of does, he says, you know, He's like, that's cool, but like, th- but will he say I'm funny? No, no, no. Yeah. He says everything I say is stupid. And then when we're joking around at work, he's like, that's the best you can come up with. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, fuck right, you. Yeah. And like, I don't need him to like 
yeah. think that I'm funny and things like that. Because, like, even looking at the comedians, like, famous comedians that he finds funny, I am nothing like them when it comes to, like, my style of comedy. So then it finally clicked for me. I'm just like, I just don't tell jokes that he finds funny. Like, I don't present things in a way that he is going to find hilarious. He likes really upbeat and animated com- like comedians, and I'm very, like, monotone and, like, kind of one pace kind of thing and I'll have my highs and lows. He doesn't like that. He wants someone to be like off the wall just like, haha, let's do this. And I'm, that felt weird doing that right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like you said, I mean, he doesn't have to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but the fact that he just goes is pretty cool. I mean, stuff yeah. like that. Um, will he be there for the Butch showcase? He is going to be there and cool. uh, he's going to bring a few friends. Like, he's supportive in different ways like he's not necessarily going to go to every single open mic and yeah. do things like that which I kind of enjoy more anyways yeah you don't want to take I mean it's okay if you go every once in a while, while but you don't want to it's not only that you don't want them that you don't want your significant other to be there because because half the time okay here's what I find if if somebody goes with me half the time I'm worried about how they're, they're doing? Having fun or not. Yeah, how yeah. they're doing, and then and I'm, and I, then it kind of takes away from me being able to put all my my thoughts into what I'm going to be going on stage, which kind of which will affect what, how I go up there. Yeah. Um, but if I have somebody who comes every, you know, just maybe once every two three months, I kind of don't have to worry. And then I tell anybody who goes with me, especially at Hyenas, mm-hmm. like, look, if you're going to go with me, cool. But when I go to this place, I I'm in a certain zone. Where I'm gonna be going up and down stairs, talking to people upstairs, joking mm-hmm. around, going downstairs, talking to people downstairs. Um, uh, I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and, and entertain you too. Yeah. Because I have to get in this zone, going upstairs, cracking jokes with other people. Kind of helps me start getting things. It, it, mm-hmm. it starts like the gears moving and thoughts. So even after, even if I have something I want to go on stage and say, um, if I discuss it even a little bit with comedians upstairs. They'll talk to me and be like, yeah, blah, that'll be good. That's not good or, you know, different yeah. ways. And maybe I can interpret it into my comedy. Maybe I won't. But maybe in the future I'll put thought into it. Um, but, <clears throat> but I can't do that if I have somebody and I'm constantly worried about how they're doing. I'll come check up on them. But, hey, you doing all right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, well, cool. I'm going to go do this, go do that. I'm going to go check the thing. I'm going to be hosting. I'm going to get everybody's names right. You know, it's important stuff that I, I I can't have my mind thrown off for too long. That kind of uh, is the good thing about him being a rapper and like I went to his shows and like did stuff like that with him before I started doing comedy. Uh, It's the same way when you're doing music. Like before you go on stage like you have to get in this zone like you have to do whatever pre-show rituals you need to do and uh, he kind of has to like be alone, get into that mindset, go over his raps and things like that. So I got used to that going to his shows of like if I went with him and a bunch of his friends I didn't know I need to suck it up and like get to know his friends talk to them and let him be alone for a minute before he gets on stage so now if he does come to open mics or a show with me he knows that I'm going to be doing the same thing I'm going to go outside smoke a cigarette run my jokes like in my head kind of thing one more time and he just lets me be so with him in that aspect it's a little less like I'm worried about whether or not he's having fun kind of thing um because we know each other like he does something on stage, and I do something on stage. You ever had to beat up any groupies? For him? 
don't know what he looks like. I mean, rapper, I mean, oh, that didn't. I, my boyfriend's attractive. I like, didn't mean it to come <laughs> off like that. Like really? Why? Like I'm doing him a favor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there have. It's interesting. I'm into question I'd ask. Yeah, uh, there was one show we went to a uh, hip hop festival, and uh, it was actually in Fort Worth. Hip hop festival. Hip-hop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No weed was sold on the premise whatsoever. No, wink, it's just wink. a bunch of fake. Uh, no, no, there's tons of weed, tons of pipes, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, and the, the thing with comedy, I feel like they should adopt from rap shows, is that there's always weed sold at rap shows. There's never weed sold at comedy shows, just out there in the open. Like, yeah. at all of his shows, there's always edibles, and I'm just like, boop, 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 like, gonna go get me some brownies. Well, I would feel like it... Yeah. I'd feel like it'd be kind of a distraction. I even think alcohol people who get too drunk at shows are kind of a distraction. When they get too drunk, but when you're, like, the right amount, it helps. Like, you're a little bit loose. You don't mind laughing at someone's joke. That's why it's kind of hard when you have uh, things in, like, taco shops or stuff like that where people aren't drinking. They're, like, really, like, tight buttholes. They're just like, I'm not going to laugh at this joke even though I find it funny. It's, uh, the alcohol helps loosen people up. But once you're like seven or eight drinks in, then you're just like, I could be funny too. <laughs> so <laughs> we had a guy like that last Thursday. Were you there last Thursday? Yes, uh, at Hyenas. Yeah. Yeah, it was at Hyenas on Thursday. Do you remember? Do you remember that little little short dude? He was like pretty drunk. He like he came walking to the stage a couple times. Oh, I heard about him. Yeah. He was like, I got this junk. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? Uh, who was it? Matt? Matt McLahooky? McLahone. Mac- McLahone. He he got he like tore into the guy like man he's like well, I'm trying to fucking do a, do some stage what mm-hmm. like you gonna come out of the closet you which which one of you guys makes out with the other which one's the best <laughs> oh lord man I love I, Matt Matt I, is so hilarious Matt though. is uh, he's he's a great guy to talk to off stage and on the stage he's fucking hilarious but yeah and I I love comedians that can like take a heckler like that and just like attack them. <laughs> so well because I cannot do that at all if someone's heckling me I'm just like oh sir I'm sorry like, I'll tell I've, this next joke but I've this. never been heckled I want to be heckled see I I, mm, I don't I think you should wish that on yourself I it's do just, I want it no yeah no yes okay I gotta feel the experience I can't be babied my whole but comedy career with heckling there are two things that's gonna happen if you feed into the heckler and like you're gonna go after them you got to be so good, and you've got to fucking slay them so hard that everyone in the crowd is just like, yeah, bitch, like, you got to talk during their set, you got put in your place. But if you let the heckler win, you have lost all credibility. If you're two minutes into your set, try to go after the heckler, the heckler won, you have lost that last three minutes of your open mic because everyone's <laughs> like, you're a bitch, man. Like, Well, then maybe the heckler should do start doing comedy. <laughs> right? No, because, like, you fed them everything they're coming off of with, but... True, but I... But like I I uh I'd like to learn from it though. I mean, if if I did if that did happen to me, I'd need to learn from it. Yeah. Be, okay, this is what can happen. And, and it's gonna happen. I just wouldn't wish it upon yourself. I, I would let it happen so far in the future where you're really good, like you you've honed your craft a little bit, and then you get put in that position. But I know, but I like I like I like putting myself in awkward situations. Like I I wanted to bomb. Like, like seriously, bomb, and I finally bombed <laughs> at improv. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so bad, but I oh, loved it, and no. then I bombed ever since then. 
yourself. No, but I don't have a problem with it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the awkwardness. And I, I, that first time I bombed, like, really hard was the worst experience of my life, probably. I don't know why. I went up on stage, and I was super nervous, and I started talking, and it was, like, word vomit. I had a five-minute set planned out, and I just spilled it all in, like, a minute and a half. And I asked the host, I was like, hey, how much time do I have left? And they're like, three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, the fuck? And I stood up there just staring at everyone, tried to tell another <laughs> joke. And then I looked at him and I was just like, Joe, I can't do this anymore. Put the mic back in the stand and like gathered up my shit really fast and tried to run out the door. <laughs> and then, uh, you know Quentin J? Yeah. Okay. He, there's like the I first. I think I do. Yeah. He does like the hillbilly character, which is named Quentin J. His name's Mike actually, but. Um, he, he does a character on stage. I'd never seen him before. He was going up right after me. I'm grabbing my purse, just throwing shit in there, trying to get out of this place. He goes up and he's just like, that young lady that was just on stage, I fuck her. And I just looked at him like, don't, don't pull like more attention to me right now. Like I can't handle this. (laughs) And I went outside and just like fiercely smoked a cigarette. I was like, this could never happen again. And then it happened again. And I was just like, okay, it's not as bad as the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just... If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, what can you do about it? Just go go off and do that. I yeah. bombed that improv. I kind of, kind of always bomb at improv. Because their crowd is so rough. At Arlington Improv? Yeah. yeah. And then I, I bombed a few times at uh, Twilight. Oh my god, Twilight is like my spot that I could go with jokes that I have been working on and that I know are set. And I will go up there and it's just crickets. For some right? Reason. Yeah, Twilight's room is like... I don't know why, I, like, I know why, because I'm not that good at comedy yet, but, like, I never do good at Twilight. Oh, like, well, every time I go up, there's just, like, three people, and one of them's the host and the bartender. Mm-hmm. And the I, lady who makes the sandwiches. Oh, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> and my, like, this is the dumbest reason why I'm always nervous at Twilight. Uh, Mana, who hosts the mic, like, I think she's fucking hilarious. I saw her probably a week or two into me doing comedy, and I was just like, She's cool as fuck. I like her. I want. She is cool. Yeah. And so anytime she like, I go to her mic. I'm like, I want to be really funny. So she thinks I'm funny. And then I bomb, and I'm just like, she thinks I'm a terrible comedian. And I'm probably, when I honestly think about it, I'm like, she probably doesn't even remember who I am. Yeah. I mean, is she? Um, <clears throat> even if I do, when I do do bad, I mean, she still says, you know, good job. She does. I never hear her put down. Oh yeah, she just as long as you don't like personally attack her. I saw some guy personally attack her. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know what he was thinking. He went up there and he was all like, "You know what? Something, something. Redheads." And you know, I don't even know. I don't even know she's she's redhead. And he started cracking down. And she was like, "That's it. Get off. Get off." And he was like, "Blah blah." And he said a couple other jokes. And people were like, "Boo!" And like he ended up, he he's like, <laughs> "I went to the patio and I was like, I'm not watching this." No. And then I just saw him come out, and he was, like, walking with his head all down. And I was just like, oh, yeah, why would you shit on the host? Why would you shit on the host in a host that is probably ten times better at comedy than you are? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. That's... I, I don't know. I don't know what people are... I don't know what people think sometimes. I feel like some people, when they start comedy, like, I've been... I'm, like, a year and a half in, and I still, like... And I'm, like, so uncomfortable saying I'm a comedian, and, like, I never try to say I'm better than anyone else like in comedy because I know that I'm still learning how to do comedy mm-hmm. and there's some people who start and they're like three weeks in and they're like I got this comedy thing down I'm golden and it's like how yeah. like how do you think that like what gave you 
the right to have such a big head about your comedy. I don't know. I, okay, <laughs> here's what I see. I see people who they have like their first set, and it's mm-hmm. a good set, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's funny. But then, where do they go from there? They don't have after that. They don't really have anything else, and, and they rely going on that. They rely using that the whole time. It's like, can you really do that for six whole months? I mean, some people you gotta do. change something. Some people literally they start off with like their set of jokes or like something works for them. Their very first open mic they ever do, and they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And it's like they're six months in, they're still doing the same jokes or the same story or whatever they're doing. They haven't changed anything about it. And it's like, that's not, that's not how this works. Like, you can, you can tell the same jokes over and over again as long as you're trying to make them better. But it's like, you can't just, like, verbatim repeat something at every single mic you do. Like, you've got to try something new or you've got to try to make that set you did better. Yeah. Yeah. And... Man, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, if it works, cool. But like, how much? How, how long can you live off of that? Yeah. Like, you gotta keep. Like, I, I'm kind of. I like do the same thing for maybe about three weeks. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't go to as many open mics as you do. I go to probably three a week. I mean, I don't. Uh, how many do I do a week? You do a lot. I do. You do four on Tuesday. I t- yeah, I try to on Tuesdays if I'm at uh, DCH. Uh, which I don't get on there a lot, uh, but try to do as many on Tuesday. I go out on Thursdays sometimes, and then Sundays. Uh, but I like there's comedians who go out every single night of the week, and they go to multiple night or multiple mics each night. They go out kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it's because like I want to keep getting better, and like I want to, I want to make something out of this kind of thing. And it's cool if you do comedy just as like a hobby and like. You go to one or two open mics a week and you're just doing it for fun um but at the same time if like you want to take it really seriously in my opinion you've got to think of it as like like you can't take uh two or three weeks off in between like you got to keep honing it and you got to yeah, keep I doing i don't do that yeah i don't take any days off mm-hmm. no i mean no. i don't any take any weeks, weeks off, off. yeah no. I, I took last tuesday off from improv but i was there at hyenas on thursday mm-hmm. um, and kind of what i've like I've messed around with how, like, I do jokes and things like that. Uh, like, one week of open mics, I do the same joke every single, like, night that I go out kind of thing and try to make them better, try to do something different with them. And then uh, I switched around a few weeks ago, and if I was going to mo- multiple mics in that one night, I would do one set at one mic and then do a different set at the other mic just to, like, try out different bits in between. And that wasn't working as well because it was, like, well, now I've got two things I've got to critique on. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so if you just kind of work on a set, like maybe for a week at a time at those mics you're going to, and then the next week you try something different and then go back to the ones you did two weeks earlier, it sometimes helps with that whole you're not telling the same joke so much that you get sick of them yourself. Mm-hmm. And you see different com- like you see the same comedians at a lot of the open mics you go to. So if one week you're doing one set of jokes and the next week you come with like a new set, then when you get those genuine laughs from comedians, which are really hard to get, you're yeah. just like, okay, that joke works. Just find something else to follow it. Unless unless you go in front of Micah. Uh, <laughs> I love Micah. I, but I can't take any of his laughs serious. I take his laughs seriously, like, because I've seen him sit there through someone's set, and he does not give pity laughs. 
He honestly gives, like, I thought that was funny, man. Keep on doing it. Laughs. And so, like, when I tell a joke and he's heard it for the first time and he laughs at it, I'm just like, cool, that's a keeper. Like, I can do it. Um, A little, like, because he will laugh at more jokes more often than some comedians. Uh, There's some comedians out there who, if they give a full laugh where I can hear them, I was like, that's comedy gold. I can keep that. It's it's done well. Because they will be those comedians who are straight-faced staring at you during your entire set that the rest of the room is laughing at, but they're just like, yeah, hacky motherfucker. Get off the stage. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm pretty bad at giving a uh, laughing mm-hmm. when I see comedians. And I kind of, I don't know, I don't want to give off like that asshole-ish type. So what I'll, instead of laughing, I kind of just smile and I do a light clap. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really don't laugh out loud half the time. Yeah. And but I did think it's funny, but people just stare at me sometimes. I'm, I kind of have the same problem. Like I don't I laugh out loud at people's sets a lot of the times because I don't like my own laugh. So if I'm the only person laughing, or it's like a really quiet room or something. I don't want everyone else to hear my laugh, so I won't laugh. Um, but I try to find like a comedian if I really genuinely like their joke to go find them after they've gotten off stage to let them know like hey, I really liked your set tonight. And I try not to be that person who every single comedian I see be like, good set, good set, everyone did a good set. Because we all know... Everyone did a good set. (laughs) Yeah. We all know that we didn't all do a good set. And we know when someone comes up to us, they're like, nice set, man. It's just like, you either didn't hear my set or you're just trying to be nice right now because you know you had a shitty set, but that person's still telling you good set to like make you feel better. And it doesn't really help at all. When you get a good set after you've had a really shitty set, I I don't I don't genuinely try to tell people that they had a bad set, but I'll be like, uh, rough crowd, man. That's kind of <laughs> a, like uh, I don't know how to say it, man. I just don't know how to if say. They ask if they point out the fact that they had a bad set, or like they come up to me and they're just like, yeah, I really thought those jokes were gonna work. Then I'll be like, oh well, from my point of view what you could have done or like what might have been funnier could have been this kind of thing and let them know that way but I'll never go up to someone like seek them out and be like you had a really shitty set tonight let's work on it it's like they probably <laughs> don't want I me know. to come up to them right now mm. so I'll never really try to give anybody advice on comedy because I um, I always say that like, who am I to give advice yeah I don't feel like I'm seasoned enough to give advice yet but if if somebody particularly asked me for my opinion, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Like, I'll give you my, like, I had this one guy, he asked me for, he's like, you know, hey, what do you think about my set? And I started telling him, like, this part, you know, this is funny, but, you know, you're doing something that, you know, uh, could be better. Like, let's just say you're doing a macho man impression. Why would you do the macho man snap into a Slim Jim part? Everybody know. Everybody, anybody does that. If you're gonna do a Macho Man impression, do it like something that's like way off. Like maybe Macho Man's at the store trying to buy baby food and he doesn't know what his baby eats. Yeah, it. And, so, but, stuff with like that. Like, and then he was all like, "Well, me, was like, well, I, I know, but I wasn't, I wasn't asking." Or he was like, "I didn't ask for something." I was like, "You just asked me for my opinion." Yeah, like <laughs> you literally asked. <laughs> like I wasn't volunteering this information right now. Yeah. So. I hate it when people ask advice, like, like they'll ask you like how they did or something like that, and as you're talking to them, you can see it on their face, 
that they're not listening to you. Uh -huh. They're waiting for you to finish speaking, and then they defend how they did on stage or what they did on stage about why it should have worked. And it's like, yeah, I understand why when you wrote that joke and when you brought it up on stage, you knew why it should have worked, but it didn't. So you've got to start now thinking of how can I make it work, or is that just a shitty concept and I need to scrap it kind of thing. It's, it's cool to have a talk out, but it's like, don't completely blame it on like, this is a really good concept, everyone else just doesn't get it. Yeah. It's like, well, then it's not a good concept to bring on stage because yeah, nobody, that's the main thing never you want. Get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you want everyone to get it. The main part of comedy is like you want to tell a joke that the crowd gets. And you can have your deep jokes or like your, your smart jokes and things like that as long as they work. If they don't work, they don't work. Fix it or scrap it. And there's just some people out there that think like, well, I'm smarter than the crowd and that's why they don't get it. And I'm just like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Like, and you should be like a public speaker. Yeah, or do something. Yeah, go talk to a bunch of morons who, who pay like $20 for the seminar because they're like, I need somebody to tell me what to do. <laughs> I can sell houses. God, I work in a hotel and we have those seminars at our hotel all the time. Oh, do you, oh they must be horrible. Oh, they're they god-awful. The speakers are so into what they're doing. They have to have the like room designed a certain way and like all of this stuff and they're always super needy and then like i'll ask them like oh the people that are coming today like why are they coming and it's like well they paid us a thousand dollars online to take this class and then we're going to give them this notebook afterwards and it's up to them to take our teachings and make money and it's like so you're a you're a scam and it's like no we're not a scam like if people listen to the book then they'll get it and i'm just oh, like right right yeah i'm just like you made them pay a thousand dollars for right. a notebook were you a preacher at one point in your life you're right <laughs> god and they're so like animated and jumpy and i'm not <laughs> like super high energy and i'm just like Shh. i feel like those people were the ones that failed at being a televangelist is that the right word televangelist the people who like get they do like the uh the church church uh like really really big groups of church. oh uh, they do it on but they do it on tv and, yeah like, they get all these and, and like they got all these people to donate all these kinds of money. like that one guy who wants a brand new million dollar jet plane yeah like because god wants me to be closer to him it's like, <laughs> but like those type of people are the ones that kind of failed at that yeah and like the church aspects where they become these people to uh do it and like buy houses yeah, i'll buy show you how to buy houses well how many homes do you have oh just one yeah <laughs> i just need one <laughs> it's ridiculous how many people like pay in the pyramid schemes and stuff like that and they'll use celebrities on their billboards and oh, yeah. like uh flyers and stuff and not once have the, there ever been a celebrity that comes to our hotel but advertised at our hotel we've had shit tons of celebrities coming in and out of that place oh really yeah and it's like none of these people are here and then you see people walking out pissed off because they paid money to meet uh like the couple from flipping hassle <laughs> oh the, the the couple from uh Whatever it's called, like they flip houses and. I don't know, but so, she's hot. That's all I know about that show. I mean, yeah, you have to have a pretty woman to for people to watch. Yeah. It. But uh, it was advertised that they were going to be there, and then people were pissed off that they get, didn't get to meet them. And it's like they taught me directly. Now I'm going to teach you. And it's like, <laughs> yep, you paid you paid so much money to take this class, <laughs> and then we gave you sandwiches afterwards. Sandwiches. That's what it's all about. You gotta have good sandwiches. It's about that good ham so, sandwich. Um. But I, I was thinking, like, that's interesting that, you know, you're getting your, your comedy, um, 
lifestyle up and then your boyfriend's a rapper mm-hmm. wouldn't it be crazy you guys have like this crazy duel you guys should have your own podcast <laughs> the rapper and the comic <laughs> I I don't know I've thought about like different aspects of that and it's like we keep those parts separate. of our lives so separate because that's us being our own people mm-hmm. and like once we intertwine them it's just gonna be like oh it's Caitlin and Mike they're the couple that rap and do comedy together and it's like that's not what we want I want to be Caitlin the comedian he wants to be Mike the rapper and I don't want to be Mike's girlfriend and he doesn't want to be Caitlin's boyfriend yeah so it's like two separate lanes uh I thought about doing a podcast with like one of my friends before and like things like that but never have thought about bringing my boyfriend no. into the fold it's we live with each other uh, so we see each other every single day, like hang out all the time. You know who does that? Uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Segura and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget her name, but they have that one uh, your podcast, your mama's house. Yeah, and that actually really works. They work mm-hmm. really well. You think they'd be like they're both comedians? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's it works for them. Huh? It does. It works for a lot of couples. Like, you'll see couples that do either, like, podcasts together or they do stand-up together or something. They do it together. And it's like, that's cool. But I'm... I guess it has to do with being, like, kind of introverted. Not, like, having my own space and, like, time away from someone. And it's so... Like, us living with each other and us been dating, like, three years now. It's like, I don't need to add you into another part of my life. Like, the first year and a half of us dating... We worked with each other, we moved in with each other shortly after that, and then I went to, like, all of the shows, and it's like, we gotta have some time apart. We gotta, <laughs> gotta have some time away from each other. Well, it could be, like, you know, comic versus rapper type of style. Ah. You guys just sit there and <laughs> shit talk about each right. other. Who has it harder, comedians or rappers? Um, yeah. Um, ah, well, I mean, I definitely don't think... I don't know, people who say com- com- comedy is a lot would be harder. I mean, I... I guess because I'm in it, I think it that way because... Because you can have pretty shitty rap. Pretty good, good beats, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... I go to their shows, and even if, like, the mic is really shitty, the sound system's super trash, it's like everyone in the crowd is still into it because they're like, music's happening, I'm into it. It's never like you're on stage and people are like, she's telling jokes, I'm into it. It's like you have to win them over real hard. That's why I think it would be a little bit harder. Yeah. So I think comedy would be hard. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I was gonna no, say no, go the weird thing about uh, seeing a lot of different rappers in this area from my boyfriend is like uh, on stage you have to go up and you have to memorize your jokes and you have to memorize the set that you're gonna do or have some kind of concept you're going around. There are rappers that will go on stage and they just play their song and they rap over their own verses. So if they stop or they forget words, it's still playing in the background. The verse still goes. (laughs) And they could just stand up there and be like, yeah, yeah. Like, be the hype man to their own song because they don't have to memorize their own words. Mm -hmm. Like, my brother and my boyfriend don't do that. They actually, like, cut out the verses of the songs, have, like, a different mix for it. But there's some people that are literally up there and they're just, like, banging their head to their own music. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing up there? Just, like, sell your CD and go on with it. Like, why would you do a show and not actually rap? I've never been to a rap venue like that. Yeah, you think you can get me some uh, tickets or something? Whatever. I don't know. To the next show that yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Definitely to come show? to their next show. I um, love to go. I love black women. I know that they have a show coming up, but I'm a terrible girlfriend and I don't know when it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. 
um, I know that they have like an album they're uh, doing a final mixes on right mm-hmm. now, and that they're both about to release separate albums because my brother and my brother and boyfriend just put out an album called White Man Can't Rap, and uh, it's all the songs are them together, and so now they're gonna do two separate albums or it's just them by themselves, and then they're gonna do another album together, and they always do shows together and stuff. So having to keep up with both my brother and my boyfriend making music and dropping songs and having shows, I'm just like, y'all just remind me like two days before and I'll show up to your show. <laughs> but I'll definitely let you know the next time we go. Okay, cool. Um, 9.30 sound okay, Hallie? Okay, we'll stop, we'll stop at 9.30. Um, <clears throat> I did have a, one other topic that I wanted to bring up. Um, have you had any kind of issues with doing comedy and you know as far as like the female being a woman like the woman's point of view of it i mean uh yeah not not a lot um it really hasn't been that big of a deal um i can remember the very first showcase i got put on i was at a little bar in denton and uh he asked me like the host of the show asked me to jump on last minute and I was like, yeah, sure, I'd love to do a show. And he's like, cool, I don't have any females in the lineup. I need a girl. And I was just like, I could have been any female comedian that walked in here right now. You just found the first chick to, like, jump yeah. on. I was like, whatever, I get stage time, I'll take it. But is that, is that, is that a bad thing? Or would that is that like, you know what, uh, I guess? It's... And the way that he put it, I kind of took it as, like, a bad thing. I see. I, I see. Yeah. yeah. It, but, like, guys who host shows or, like, book venues and things like that, when they actively look at female comedians because they want to make sure that they're booking uh, ladies onto comedy, I guess that's fine. But at the same time, it should just be, like, if you're a good comic or you're not. It's not you're a good female comedian. Like, the your gender shouldn't be part of it at all is, like, my opinion of it. Um, but, like, he booked me on there because he wanted to have a girl in the showcase. And it's like, his intentions intentions are kind of good, I guess. But then right before he brought me up, he was like, alright, our next comedian coming to the stage, uh, she's our only female on the lineup tonight. Don't worry, she's funny. Caitlin Hasnar. So, like, he had to emphasize, yeah, he, emphasize the fact that you're... Yeah, he, like, pointed out that I was a woman and then had to reassure the crowd, like, don't worry, she's funny. It's like not one of the other guys going up that night did you tell the crowd like don't worry they're funny. You could have just been like this next comedian super funny Caitlin Hassanar and it wouldn't have been yeah yeah it was like you had to bring up that it was a girl and then you had to like point out the fact that people are not gonna think I'm funny just because I'm a woman and like I've heard different that already can. can, can can put thoughts in people's minds about yeah. what they want to hear. It's like, that's just a shitty way to bring up anyone. Like, even if I was to bring up a dude and be like, don't worry, he's funny. Oh, here I, comes Rudy Ramsey. He's Mexican, but don't worry. He's, he's funny. He's, he's funny and his English is actually understandable. Yeah, it's like, it's a <laughs> shitty way to bring up anyone. It's like, it's a stupid way of doing it. And then also, I've heard uh, comedians outside of open mics and things like that having the debate whether or not females are funny. And it's like, I mean, that's so that's such a stupid argument because that just goes from person to person. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of guys that are that even a few that we see that I don't believe are funny. Yeah, there's tons of dudes. But out I'm there. not gonna sit there. And, yeah, we don't sit there and argue about which guy is not funny. Yeah, or like whether or not dudes, dudes as a whole funny, yeah, are, are funny. funny. 
Yeah, it's um, it's because there's such a big, uh, like, I guess if you try to go and count every single person in America that wanted to be a comedian and waited guys to girls, it guys would probably outnumber the females. And then, like, but you could do that with anything. It's like, yeah, you, I think it's a numbers game. Yeah, so there's a lot more male comedians than there are female comedians, I guess. And so that's where you get that debate whether or not girls are funny. And a lot of the times, like, people debate because, like, girls have a lot of, uh, like, I guess, slut jokes. Or they talk, like, talk about being slutty or talk about their period or things like that that dudes don't find funny in a way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all girls have, uh, have slut jokes. And it's like, in my set that I have, I, I don't really have a lot of slut jokes. Um, I had a guy come up to me one time. Who was like, oh yeah, I remember you, you're really funny, da da And he's like, you got that one joke about sucking your boyfriend's dick. I do not have one joke to this day still about sucking my boyfriend's dick. <laughs> so what was he talking about? I don't know, it was just like, either he thinks I'm another girl, and we just all look alike, or like, he's just like, blends all together. Or, he literally watched my set, and was not listening to one word, and he's just like, I wonder what she does when she sucks her boyfriend's dick, or something like that. It was they just... Like- of that on his own. Yeah, and I looked at him and I was just like, I don't have a joke about sucking my boyfriend's dick. And he's like, ah, maybe you should. And then walks away. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. Like, I think he cool. just wanted to put that thought into his own head. Yeah, I don't something know. like that. That's a weird guy. Yeah. But, um, but I, I, I do, I totally understand. I do believe in the numbers game. I do think that there's a lot more guys out there trying it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if... Who gives a shit what you're talking about? If it's funny, it's fucking funny. Yeah. If you're making slut jokes and they're hilarious, who cares? Yeah. If they're period jokes and it's hilarious, then it's hilarious. I made a period joke about going down on a girl one time. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it was not a good situation for me. Nine times out of ten, like, <laughs> um, majority of the dudes that I know that do comedy, like, they have a joke about their dick. I'm not saying all of them do. They have some kind of dick joke. Um, in yeah, some kind I mean, of way. Matt come out here. Yeah, and it's like, later. should I say that dudes aren't funny because all they talk about is dick jokes? Like, it's like, no, if you have a good dick joke, you have a good dick joke. If you yeah. have a hacky dick joke, you got a hacky dick joke. It sucks. But, and you could do the same thing with, like, me being a parent. It's like, uh, comedians who are also parents aren't funny because all they talk about is their kids. And it's like, if you don't like that brand of comedy, if you don't like when comedians talk about that, then you don't like that comedian. It's not like you just go on with your day kind of thing. It's not. Yeah. You yeah. should hate them automatically because you find out they have a kid. They might have a kid, but then they tell j- dick jokes all day, and it's like you gotta <laughs> listen to what they say before you can automatically brand them as a bad or good comedian, uh, just because of their man, woman, black, white, anything. It's yeah. like. I think it, um, I wouldn't really put a label on a comedian being a good or bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe more as in good as in good to see, but I don't think bad, like a bad comedian. I really wouldn't say, hey, that person's a bad comedian. Um, I feel like that'd have to be something that I have to be like consistent, consistently watching. Let's just say I watched this person for five years and they just did not get it. Like maybe mm-hmm. that's when I can finally say, hey, he's just a bad comedian. Yeah. Or or he's just, uh, just mean on stage or something like that. It's like... But yeah, like, like to call somebody a bad comedian, I don't think I would. Mm, the o- it's hard for me. I mean, I'm pretty sure I will sooner or later, but. Because, like, I still feel, like, that I'm pretty green or, like, new into comedy, so oh, I try yeah, not to definitely. judge people. Because it's, like, there's probably a lot of people out there that don't think I'm a good comedian. 
and it's like because I'm still working on my style of comedy and uh, so I don't want to put that label on anyone that's just starting out either because it's like yeah I sucked when I was a month in I everyone suck sucks when they suck <laughs> <laughs> now no, no, no. No, I'm honest. I, I mean, yeah, I like, I'll admit, I admit it all the time when I was like, how, how far are you into comedy? Like Six months. Six months, yeah. Six months in. That's nothing. Yeah, it's just. Nothing. It's just, you suck. Like, you gotta figure <laughs> out what you gotta do. Like, you're still up there fumbling around with what kind of jokes you want to tell, and it, it's hard kind of thing. But, uh, so people that are less time than me or same time as me, mm-hmm. I do not judge them at all. I don't try to say whether or not they're a good or bad comedian unless they're that type to be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got it. It's like, no, you don't. Figure it out. Go on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, the suckage on another? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm projecting my suckage. You should have seen what he said earlier to you. Uh, thank you for not bringing it up. We're having deep comments. That one caught me off guard. I'm sorry. This <laughs> no, is one thing about uh, uh, we, you know, we do this in front of live audience, so they comment and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they kind of catch the eye of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And Zodiac Drake's actually the one of the guys who's been watching us from the beginning. Oh, that's awesome. So he's a long time fan. I think yeah. he's a fan. I don't know if he just gets. <laughs> he on. fucking hates this show. Don't go on there and just say fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like uh, bad reality TV that you watch. Yeah, you, that you just cannot watch. Yeah, and that's him with like, this. You hate it, but you're gonna watch it every time. It's like yeah. people who watch CNN every day or every Sunday at eight. He's just like, gotta watch this fucking shit, and he's got his bowl of cereal. Just like fucking hate these guys. <laughs> I see my moment to call out bullshit. <laughs> but it sounded like he was trying to be positive. Just like don't put your suckage on everyone else. Yes, so. I mean, I mean uh, it's out there. We all know it. Like, do you believe that that stigma that they say that, like, as far as like comedians, like you don't hit your stride until like ten years into it? Definitely, I. It's, yeah. Which makes me feel so much better because it's like, <laughs> if uh, if you're supposed to be good a year in, and I'm at this level, I'm yeah. just like, I have to stop. But it's like I'm a year in. I'm only ten percent of the way to hitting my stride. So it's like, if I still kind of suck, it's all right. I'm only ten yeah. percent charged. So. I. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> I, I I think okay honestly I think I'm doing okay but I can't say I'm doing great because mm-hmm. then when I when I uh, when I start doing not so great I'll be like okay it'll be like more of a letdown but if I say I'm doing alright I'm doing alright mm-hmm. and when something doesn't go it's okay I mean I'm, 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 I'll do alright next time yeah I always wait for someone else to tell me that like uh, I've been doing pretty good lately or like this set that I've been trying out is going really well. I wait for another comedian who's been doing it longer than I have to kind of give me that reassurance in a way. And it's, uh, I have like a group of people that I go to open mics with a lot. Uh, if they say something, then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing good at this set. Right now I've, I've hit a patch of like a good streak kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, once I start having those where like I bomb consistently, it's just not working every single open mic does not work it doesn't feel as bad because i didn't put myself on a pedestal of like i'm doing great it's like i'm average i'm average okay i hit a low spot i'll get back up to average pretty mm-hmm. soon so i'm just kind of what you gotta you can't put your hopes too high or you fall really really far yeah um <clears throat> so i saw this recently and i don't know if you want to put your 
two cents in, as they so say. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I'm not gonna say any names, but this one comic is a girl. She's been doing comedy for like maybe three or four weeks. And she was talking, and Butch was all like, oh, you know, you've been doing comedy? And she was like, yeah. But then she started talking about her side things, which were kind of promiscuous stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, but I really shouldn't even say Butch. <laughs> he was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you do comedy? Let's put you on the next showcase. Mm-hmm. And this other comic was all like, what? I was like, I've been doing comedy for this long, and and you sit there and, and she mentions tits and ass, and you want to put her on the showcase? He's like, that's fucked up. I was like, how, how do you... I know it's not you. Like, you can't control You're it. actually talking about but like, me. How, right? how, what are your thoughts about that? About, like, women using their sexuality to try to get further kind of thing? Is that what you're Kinda, asking? yeah. Um, or maybe like she didn't even mean to do that intently, but I mean, yeah. Since I don't know the person, I'm not gonna like put it on her right there that that's like what she was doing, like consciously. Like, uh, I know this guy books shows, so I'm gonna tell him like promiscuous things I do, so that's how he looks at me, and it'll be easier to get gigs, kind of thing. But I, I've been told in my life a lot of times that like I'm a very flirty person, mm-hmm. and that I come off that I'm like flirting with dudes and stuff like that and I don't mean to. I've never seen that out of you at all. Yeah, I don't I don't see it but every once in a while I'll get it from someone that says it to me and I don't understand it. Uh, so when people say that about other chicks, it's like, oh, they're using their tits to get further. I'm a little bit more uh, like I'm, I'm a little bit less like quick to judge them because I'm like they it might come off that way that that's what they're doing but they're not actually meaning to. But if it's 100% in the, like, front of her mind, she is like, if I mention sex, that person will think sex, and I'll get onto a show. Then that's a shitty thing to do, in my opinion. Like, it's, uh, you should never have to use, like, being hot or being sexy to get somewhere. Especially not in, like, an entertainment, or I guess in comedy, more than anything. Like, if you're funny, you're funny. It doesn't matter if you have nice tits or an ass. Like, it's not going to make you any funnier. So, if she was doing it purposely, then I don't agree with, I guess, her hustle in a way. Like, that's not how you should try to get to the next level. But... I don't think it helps in the long run. It's not, because, like, yeah, that one person's gonna book you on shows because they think you're hot. And I'm not saying Butch did that either. Butch just, like, a lot of times will meet someone, and if he has a good conversation with them, I guess, that's what he gets out of it. Or he sees one of you, one of your sets at an open mic and will book you on these showcases because there's like 25 people on the showcase on Sunday. There is. Yeah, and so he he takes a big, in my opinion, he takes like a big pool of people to see who's going to do well at the showcase and kind of makes his judgment after there, I guess. Um, or he just thinks like, maybe this chick has a lot of friends so she'll be able to sell a lot of tickets to the showcase. Like, it's a money thing too, so you can't. Like, I'm not going to judge her or Butch, even though I don't know who this chick is, but it's not a way to get ahead. Have you ever seen something like that, though? Like, a chick using being sexy to get further? Yeah. Um, I can't say I've seen it in comedy, like, outright, um, because I don't, I don't want to be the person that says I don't hang out with a lot of girls, like, not that chick. I just honestly don't have a lot of 
girls in comedy that are I'm friends with, so I haven't noticed it from anyone from there, but I've seen it in other parts of my life. Like, I'm a server, so I've seen plenty of women flirting with dudes to get a better tip off of the table. And that, in my opinion, when you do that, I go right ahead. Have fun, flirt with that dude all day, wear a low-cut shirt to get a better tip. You do you. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's different. Yeah, but... I guess it depends on the circumstance, and I've, I haven't seen it in comedy. The girls I know in comedy are legitimately funny, so they know that's going to take them further than, like, showing off their tits to get a better spot or something like that. Yeah. And I just don't feel like it works in comedy a lot. The people that I know that book shows, they don't play into that game. They don't, like, just because they could potentially sleep with someone, I don't see them doing it. But I could also just be blind to the comedy game and, like, people are sleeping with each other left and right. We don't know what happens back there, man, in the back rooms when we're not around. A bunch of cocaine and (laughs) shots of tequila. I just don't get invited to those parties. and (laughs) 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 Ah, she's got a boyfriend. She's fine. She's got a kid to get home, too. So, But, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it, and I've never played that game of trying to use looks to get. Plus, I don't think. I just don't believe there's any shortcuts. There's no shortcuts into this. You gotta, you gotta do it. Do it. You gotta put in the work. You gotta learn from what you do. It's like uh, equal parts, like putting in the work, having really good luck. Because nine times out of ten, like you just have to be doing really well one night and have someone see you, and then it leads to something better. Yeah. Um, so you've gotta have the luck, the talent, and everything else. Trying to skip over working on it and having the talent by like what she did kind of thing mm-hmm. it's not going to help in the long run she's not going to go any further than where she did and she probably will get knocked back down to square one if that's what she was doing consciously um she could just be a really good comedian who started off three weeks in and we're just jealous because we weren't that good at three weeks who knows <laughs> yeah, <but. maybe. laughs> you coming up. Mm. Anyway. with that I think we'll call an end well I know we will because I said we'd have a certain time for it um thank you everybody who stayed and watched even though it's on like 10 people or three people or two people who cares whatever um thank you for caitlin has an hour now i know how to pronounce the show if i'm i mean show how to pronounce your name if i'm ever hosting yeah uh thank you ali for helping me run the boards and keeping you guys company uh next week we will have Cortez, <laughs> sorry, uh, good comedian Cortez, my fellow Hispanic, he's my fellow Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican. You know he called me Puerto Rican? Oh. And now everybody thinks, everybody thinks I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, you're not Puerto Rican? <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I don't know my you father. Conspiracy I don't know my father, I could be, I could be Puerto Rican, I could be, you know, Dominican. Uh, it's kind of hard when you don't know half of your lineage. lineage. Yeah, I want to try that 23 me one day. Don't do that. That's a whole fucking... Sorry, I'm really into conspiracy, conspiracy. theories. What? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. have to talk about conspiracy theories next time you come oh, on. Oh, definitely. I love conspiracy. My brother loves conspiracy, too. He, mm-hmm. uh, I have a few of my own that I've concocted yeah. over the years. But uh, with that said, uh, uh, I don't know what else to say besides thank you for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out our social media. You know, check out our Twitter. Uh, UNG... Um, I also have our, <clears throat> okay, um, check out her, her, 
check out <laughs> check out uh, Caitlin's um, Facebook. You can ha- add her on Facebook, and then you know I'm pretty sure she posts her shows and whatnot on there. I don't know how to spell her name. Can you spell it out for uh, for? It's a K A T L Y N N, and then Hasanar is H A S E N A U E R. There we go. There you go. Hasanar. Add me on Facebook. Um. Okay. Well, real quick, we'll stop there, and then we'll do for anybody who wants to. Help us out with the donations or whatever. You can always donate to the Twitch, right? You can donate to Twitch or what? Uh, no, PayPal. What PayPal? <laughs> it's not that good. Oh, well, well, there's no point in talking about PayPal if I don't have PayPal. I have a PayPal. I just haven't put it up, set it up yet, huh? Yeah, I mean, you can say the email. What, what about my email? The PayPal email. The one that's on the piece of paper. You know, oh, my <laughs> PayPal email. I do, you do have it on here. Why not, why... Oh, does it, does that come on here too? The no. automatically? No. No, because oh. I have to do it through Streamlabs, but. Um, oh, so through. for the PayPal, you say ung odyssey at gmail dot com. That's it. How is that a PayPal? I've never used PayPal. PayPal email. I've never used PayPal. I don't Obviously. know. Obviously, I don't know. What I love behind the scenes. Look, how do we get money <laughs> in this place? <laughs> no wonder nobody's. No wonder no, I, I've done this for like three months and I've never gotten a penny out of it. She's just sitting on stacks of cash. She's just like, yeah, just send it to this email. Yeah, U-N-G dot, is there a dot? I don't know. There's just a space right there. Odyssey, <laughs> Odyssey gmail dot com. I'm going to have to rewrite this. I'm going to have to write all this down. I, 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 I will That's figure this. Yeah, I mean, I see it. Week. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've been. Yeah, we have been doing this for free, and which I don't have a problem. I'm not doing this to make money, but I sure wouldn't mind buying a couple extra stuff. Like I do want headsets. Mm -hmm. Um, I think headsets help with people when we have a group people, so where you can hear each other and you don't talk over each other. Yeah. And uh, some people tend to have those side conversations. It's like, hey, stop doing that. But get whatever. a ruler, like a nun, just slap them in the hand. <laughs> Knuckles. Invest in a ruler. Let's get one. Yeah, this. let's invest in a ruler. <laughs> you guys can donate. Two ninety nine. And I'll, a remember that movie Chucky, uh, Child's uh, Play Two, where he mm-hmm. killed a lady with a ruler. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. <laughs> I love Chucky. Don't talk shit about Chucky. Uh, <laughs> They're no, gonna make no. a TV show about Chucky. Oh and my I'm so goodness, happy. no! <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna end right with that. No, uh, no Chucky talk this time. Love Chucky. <laughs> I like the first two. After that, it got ridiculous. Anyway, thank you guys. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Bye. And we are done.